raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We got Joe Person, people. Joe Person, the star of the press conference, at least one of them, at the beginning when all the fans were elated to hear Joe reveal the record to David and just basically say, look, man, this is a record that is among the worst in American sports right now. Fans loved that, and so we went and got him. Joe Person of The Athletic joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm just uh, just getting in the car to head to practice, so hopefully you got good reception here, buddy. No, we do. We do. We appreciate it. Yeah, I know you're a busy man, so we won't keep you long. I did want to have you on, though, because... It, that was quite the spectacle. It wasn't long. We know that. But it was still quite the spectacle yesterday. Here's my question for you, Joe. What was your expectation coming into David Tepper's press conference? And how did that differ from the end? Yeah, excuse me. I didn't have super high expectations. Um, I was telling somebody yesterday that after he fired Rivera and I think Ernie, he did kind of a smaller media thing, not that kind of big spectacle that yesterday was. And it was, I mean, there's still a bunch of us like around a table, but, um, you know, as the interest in the, the Panthers, excuse me, in the NFL has grown, they, they could, I, I thought my, my point is I thought he was better in that smaller setting after they, we just got more information yesterday. There was so very little information and some weird stuff too, as you saw. Yeah, I was going to ask you, this is my next question. You talk about the little information. What do you think was the most substance we got from David Tepper yesterday? Like, what was the thing that we could actually take away as legitimate information? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's, no, I, I know. I'm sorry. I mean, it's loaded. Yeah. I, I'm not being facetious. I mean, like, the the only time he kind of went off script and, and you know, talked in specifics rather than generalities was right at the end when he was asked about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So that was interesting. Uh, You know, and him, I I don't think we expected him to get up there and dump on Bryce Young. I mean, so so the endorsement wasn't all that interesting or surprising. But, you know, the, the fact he has talked and others have talked, we've reported in The Athletic, you know, that three-team deal where they were going to go up two and Houston was going to go up to one and the Bears would go down a little farther. And, um, you know, but, but to hear them, I mean, really, that when, when you hear that, how that played out, you, you can't help but think, boy, but for, you know, but for the uh, Texans owner stepping in and kind of squashing that deal, the Panthers very well may have ended up with C.J. Stroud, kept D.J. Moore potentially, yeah. And, um, you know, didn't, didn't lose the number one overall pick. Joe, when you talk about this press conference and a lot of people felt like it was a lot of time wasted, a lot of nothing said, what was the point of the presser, do you think, from his perspective, if you could get inside of Tepper's mind, so to speak? No, that's a great question. I did think they, uh, Tepper and his handlers really made a point to try to present him as more humble than we've seen him in the past. You know, we've seen him be kind of condescending at some of these press conferences. 
combative. And yesterday he just, you know, he, he kind of had a more of a, a, a humble tone, uh, talking about his poor upbringing as a fan in Pittsburgh. And I, you know, Nicole and I are just fans too. And, want to get this right and we're committed to getting this right. Like, look, I don't think there's any ever been any question that David Tepper wants to win. I just think sometimes he maybe wants to win too much. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's not working. Let's, let's trade for Sam Darnold. Let's throw money at Baker Mayfield. That didn't work. Let's do whatever we need to, to move up to number one. And it's, you know, it's just sometimes you got to take a breath take a step back and kind of let your football people make the football decisions. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's capable of that. I, that was the point of my, my first question. And, you know, he did say we've got to do some self-reflecting. Uh, you know, Panther fans can only hope that's true. So when he said that we can speculate on the different reasons that this or that happened, what do you think maybe are some of the right things to speculate? You're talking about why it didn't work with Frank Wright? Frank Wright, yeah, when he was saying, you know, things happen in here, and I'll let you guys speculate Mm -hmm. and and things of that nature. What are some of the things that the fans could be right with speculating? Yeah, I don't think there's any, like, real anything, like, egregious or any smoking guns. I I do think there was sort of a disconnect in the offensive meeting rooms because they did bring in all of these, I, I mean, you know, big names and qualified up-and-coming offensive coaches like Thomas Brown and, and Josh McCown. And I just think that they didn't uh, – several of them, Thomas Brown specifically, didn't have any background with Frank Reich. And so I think it was the, – the way I phrased it in my column today, it was kind of a messy merger. It was – you know, that and you know you talk to other folks and coaches around the league, and they're like, you know what's the Panthers' identity? I mean, they're they're, they're running the, the Rams uh, outside zone stuff that that Thomas Brown brought. They're still doing kind of a lot of the horizontal horizontal stretch, no huddle shotgun stuff that Frank Reich was introduced to back when he played with the Buffalo Bills. And I don't know; it just felt like they could never quite get on the same page. And I. I think that's part of the reason now why we see Thomas Brown and Jim Caldwell staying on to run the offense and Josh McCown and Deuce Staley, who were big, you know, big time backers and, and had long history with Frank Wright, especially Deuce Staley. Mm-hmm. We see them moving on. And then so after assembling this all-star coaching staff and putting that in air quotes, what do you think is more important for next season, getting the right personnel or getting the right head coach and coaching staff again? I think it's a combination. I mean, you, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I know we've, I know I keep hearing like, boy, if CJ Stroud was, was in this, here's the thing. I, I don't, this roster's flawed right now. It's not a good roster. Some of it was by, you know, bad injury luck, but you know, every team goes through injuries. Just happened to hit the Panthers this year in the secondary and at guard. But, um, you know, the, the defense, despite those inter- injuries, Jero Averro has mostly kept things together over there. I know they're not creating takeaways, and, you know, it, they're okay. You know, I'm not saying this is any top-ten defense. Um, but offense, you know, 
I think they were going to I can't, even before Brady Christensen, Austin Corbett, all those guards went down with injuries. I think opposing defenses were going to come up the middle in the A, a gap and B gap against the Panthers to try to cloud Bryce Young's vision at five foot ten, and I think the injuries there have just sort of created a perfect storm. And you know you can see it like you 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 can see the pocket start breaking down from the middle in, and Bryce can't really see over that that muck, and he kind of he either like darts out to the right and throws it out of bounds, or he just sort of ducks into it, and it's they they those injuries hurt because I think I think Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett were were special. I think we all knew how good Corbett was. I think Brady Christensen was uh, better than maybe some of us or a lot of us gave him credit for. Joe, there's two more questions. I know you're busy. I just wanted to get two more in. One. No, I, you guys you guys are good, man. I'm in the car heading to practice. So uh, shoot. Sweet. We got you. All right. So, one, and here I am trying to fire off a question at the end, just like you were in the press conference yesterday. We all heard you watching it, asking about Scott Fitterer. David Tepper just kept on walking, and eventually he exits the room. Do you have any feel on Scott Fitter, whether he returns or not? And has, has that information changed based on Frank Reich's firing or anything that's happened the last week? So, if I, no, I don't have any, like, hard and fast information or I would have reported it. Sure. I think it just reading the tea leaves, it, it feels like, well, one, I think David Tepper's still evaluating it, I think. Um, and it may depend, guys, on, on who he hires as head coach. I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick, and I know that's a whole other discussion and it would involve a trade, but if, if that's the route Tapper wants to go and others, um, he, he's got to give Belichick personnel control. And, and Scott, he's not going to want Scott Bitter hanging around for that. Um, I thought it was somewhat telling. Maybe I'm over, you know, reacting to this but Scott Fitter wasn't in the room yesterday and asking around to a couple people around the league they're like oh yeah that's unusual usually at something like that the GM's sitting there so again maybe it's nothing maybe it's something um I like Scott Fitter I think I think you know he's a good dude he's he's paid his due in this business but you know the roster is the roster, and he was hamstrung a little bit his first couple years because, as you guys know, Matt Rule had had control of the fifty three. Um, but but you know, Fitter's had it now for the last year plus, and uh, it's just uh, you know th- things got to improve there, and maybe Tepper keeps him on, you know, but. I don't know. I I, I don't want to speculate, but it it it, it feels like. Tepper, all these changes we've talked about Tepper making in six years as owner, the one thing he's never done is do the GM and the coach at the same time. So maybe maybe that's what he's considering this time. All right, last thing, Joe, you and Richard Deitch of The Athletic talked about Greg Olson being interested in the Panthers' vacancy. If he were approached, what, are the, what is the likelihood you think he would be approached and what are the chances he could be the next head coach of Carolina? Well, here's the thing. I Greg Olson knows a ton of football, and, and that's not just because he's calling games. I mean, he when, when he played here, you guys were around him. I mean, he was a go-to quote in the locker room because he had a vision for the game and for formation, for, for all of it, strategy, and he happened to be able to articulate it very well. So, like, 
that said, you know, there there is still this stigma in the NFL about you, or, or at least this blueprint, I should say, that you've got to pay your dues. You've got to come in, start as an offensive quality control coach, sleep on the couch, graduate to tight end coach, graduate to offensive coordinator, this and that. And and David Tepper has already kind of made an outside-the-box hire with Matt Rule two cycles ago, uh, or you know what I mean, two hires ago. And um, I don't know. I think there would be a lot of backlash that, that he might. <laughs> Frankly, Dave Tepper's taking so, so much of a public beating. I don't know that he'd be up for another one. It's interesting, especially, by the way, in, in light of Jeff Saturday's performance uh last last season so i don't know i'd say it's it's probably the longest of long shots but uh it's it's interesting to think about yeah that's great stuff as always from joe person follow him on twitter at joseph person and go check out among the many articles up there right now on more on greg olson his takeaways from the dave tepper press conference again go follow all of them on his timeline at joseph person we appreciate the time as always man thanks again All right, have a good rest of the week. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.